Hey, no competition. Mm -mm. Hey, no competition. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Big T, aka Terrence Tennant, founder and creator of No Competitions, No Competitors, the brand. And you are now tuned to the No Comp Podcast. Sports and health, wellness, health, wellness, and sports. I always say it doesn't matter whichever one comes first, whichever one you guys feel is more important. But tonight, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be focused a little bit more on the sports side. So, you know what I'm saying? Dive a little bit, go ahead and dive into it somewhat. Uh, we're going to be talking majorly about the NFL, pretty much about the wrap-up of Week 8, you know what I'm saying, seeing that we did have just finish up, you know what I'm saying, Monday's night game, of course, with the Chiefs versus the Giants. Chiefs were able to pull that one out 20-17. I think we thought it was a pretty good game. I felt like it was going to be a pretty good game going into it, seeing that, you know what I'm saying, we did hear a lot of talks about the Chiefs. Wanting to improve a lot of things on offense and stuff like that, but you know, a lot of times there's, you know, speaking on things and actually making it happen is definitely two different things. Uh, but on so so far as offensive end, Chiefs still got a lot of things to work on, a lot of turnovers, uh, bad call I felt towards the end of that game, especially in that fourth quarter when the Chiefs was eating the drive from, um, well at least from the referees on that uh face mask called on, on, on uh Raglan there that they did have. Uh but, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, um New York offense wasn't able to come out and make nothing happen just so far as when the game was tied up when they did have over four minutes to go in the game. So, you know what I'm saying, can't put too much blame on one call that did happen in the game. But the Chiefs were able to pull it off twenty to seventeen. Uh gotta prepare for their next game that they got coming up, which would be against the Packers. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, outside of that, we're going to discuss a lot more, you know what I'm saying, within just in just the scores just so far as week eight. I'm going to do a little glimpse of uh, just some stats so far as team stats just so far as who's leading just the pack just so far as in this week eight. And, of course, you know, with it being week eight, we're already midway through the season. You know what I'm saying, surprised, you know what I'm saying, that we're halfway there already. Can you believe it? But, you know what I'm saying, with the extra one game this season. So, you know what I'm saying, but still midway through it. But uh, just some things to mention before I go over a few more of uh, the scores and stuff like that. Uh, of course, you know what I'm saying, we did get some big news that did hit us hard just so far as uh, injury news uh, within the NFL. Uh, and what I mean by that, I'm talking about Derrick Henry, who, you know what I'm saying, we did get word today who will be out for six to ten weeks. Uh, due to him having a foot surgery, but the uh, Titans were able to pick up Adrian Peterson, but, you know what I'm saying, of course, you know what I'm saying, not the same person, you know what I'm saying, not going to get the same uh, looks just so far as the defensive end, so, you know, it's going to be a lot more play just so far as within Tannehill having to be more of the the, the playmaker just so far as going forward, so we'll have to see what that looks like. Um the next one would be Jameis Winston out for the season with an ACL tear, MCL uh, fracture. So, you know what I'm saying? He's out indefinitely. So, you know, we got um, the Saints right now going to be looking at Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, who was able to finish out that game. Taysom Hill right now, I still believe, is, you know what I'm saying, recovering from an injury. So, not sure if he'll be back next week or if they'll just go ahead on further with Trevor Simeon. But we do have, you know what I'm saying, the trade deadline coming up. So, actually, deadline ends tomorrow at 4 p.m. So, um, we will, you know what I'm saying, see what, what happens just so far as that. They could, uh, well, I mean, they, 
the Saints could do have the opportunity to probably maybe pick up Nick Foles if 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 need be. But you know what I'm saying they they feel like they need to go in that direction. But um, of course, you know with Jameis Winston being named the starter and had some sort of success throughout the season. Uh, though I do feel like they had a roller coaster ride the majority of the season going up and down. Some games uh, they come out playing spectacular, and some games it just be look like a big blunder. But with the uh, deadline coming up, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the name that I did mention was Nick Foles. But just to speak a little bit more on the deadline, of course, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, that's ending tomorrow at 4 p.m. Uh, some big names that we already seen mid season. Uh, just so far as trades, you had Ertz that went to the Cardinals right after had playing a game for the Eagles. Uh, you had Gilmore going to the Panthers, and the latest one that we all got word of today was Von Miller going to the Rams. So you know, say so I'm gonna try to discuss a little bit more of in detail about what that contract uh, withholds and stuff like that. Of course, you know, what I'm saying they be doing nothing but pretty much picking up. A contract that's ending but just so far as give some people a little bit more detail about their contract i'm gonna discuss a little bit more in my next episode so make sure you definitely tune into that one because I, i'm going a little bit more detail not only about his contract but uh urge contract with the cardinals give more contract with the panthers um uh von miller's with the rams and so so forth so you know what i'm saying anybody else any other major news that we see prior to 4 p.m tomorrow so uh, just to go ahead and just discuss some of these scores so far as week 8 uh, to kick everything off we did have that Thursday night game between the Packers and Cardinals a very interesting game I believe did have some good pressure I feel like the Cardinals had very good pressure on uh, Aaron Rodgers in that game uh, but the Packers was able to pull it off 24-21 uh, then to go into Sunday through our series of games you know what I'm saying I'm going to try to go over these Pretty briefly, you know what I'm saying. I'm a dis- I do got one game that I would like to discuss in depth. So a few of these other games I'm uh pretty much go through do. So in the game I want to discuss in depth is that Dallas and Minnesota game. So to kick it off, I got I started with the Panthers and versus the Falcons. Panthers was able to pull that one off, 19-13. Sam Donald still who was struggling in that game. Uh, only 129 passing yards. So. Something the Panthers need to need to kind of worry about. Defense still holding them down pretty much in each game, but you know what I'm saying? Sooner or later, you're going to run into a team that can score some points, so that offense got to do something. Uh, Dolphins versus Bills. Uh, of course, Bills pulled that game off 26-11. Dolphins offense uh, is starting to seem as if no matter who's in that quarterback right now, they just not being able to turn over, you know what I'm saying, that, that – that leaf so they, they it's like feel like they can't get it going so you know what i'm saying but uh maybe hopefully you know what i'm saying with the aspirations and continue to pursuit uh the sean watson maybe they'll finally land that if, if everything finally happens out with the texans uh but to keep moving we got the 49ers versus the bears 33 22 i think um, Justin Fields did a little bit better in that game just as far as putting some points up. 49ers were able to do their things so far as scoring in that game, so able to pull off the win uh, in that one. Uh, this next game we got, we got the Steelers versus the Browns. Fifth, Steelers able to pull that game off 15-10. Uh, Baker Midfield and his receivers, just I don't know what's going on with their connections lately in the past few weeks, but I don't see how you don't pull that game off Steelers. 
didn't have a kicker, had a had a punt out there kicking off for him. You had all type of advantages on offense and on defense just so far as, you know what I'm saying, being able to put points on the board and keep them from putting points on the board. So I think the Browns should have been able to find something to be able to pull off their game. And if you watch the game, they definitely had – their front seven was definitely doing this thing just so far as getting pressure on Big Ben and stuff like that. So Browns offense got to be able to find a way to pull that game off. Uh, Eagles versus the Lions. Uh, Eagles 44, Lions 6. I don't know. Well, the Lions pretty much didn't get nothing put up on the board to the last few minutes. Also, I want to make a comment that, you know, I've said, come on, Jerry Goff. Come on now. Come on, Detroit Lions. Like, really? Is, is this how it's going to go? I mean, at least, I mean, everybody else at least got to try to get a dub. The Jets, uh, Jags, they at least try to get something on the board. But it's, it's like, y'all not trying to do nothing. I don't know. Uh,. Titan versus the Colts. Uh, Titans were able to pull that game off 34-31 thanks to, you know what I'm saying, uh, Carson Wentz. Late game pick for some odd reason where he wanted to throw it in triple coverage. So, you know what I'm saying, that's just having one receiver on your mind and not being able to do nothing else. That's sort of the way they kind of look like in Philly with him and Zach Ertz. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, I'm sure a lot of Colts fans are upset about that. Uh, next game, we got the Bengals versus the Jets. I'm, I felt like the Bengals had a lot of talk going on about their team this week. And uh, riding the high wave, I started feeling like, you know what I'm saying, talking, talks of the Jamar Chase, even though he is having an outstanding season thus far as a rookie, you know what I'm saying, definitely had him in mentions of being rookie of the year. But, you know what I'm saying, I felt like it's been a lot of discussions about the Bengals throughout the week. So I think a lot of that, you know what I'm saying, clouded the thought of them actually having to play uh, Sunday. So um came out there against the Jets thinking maybe it was going to be a walk in the park due to the fact that they've been playing pretty pretty high against some, some pretty good teams. So maybe thinking that they had things uh, situated in this Jet game. Jets come out there, surprise them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It come out there, you know, at the start of the game. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they started off slow, and I'm talking about the Bengals started off a little bit slow. Jets was able to take advantage of that. So, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the game, it became a real fight. And, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, Jets was able to put the points necessary up towards the end of the game, was able to pull it off. Uh, next game we got, we got the Rams versus the Texans. Rams scoring 38, Texas 22, pretty much what I was just speaking on with the Bengals had in mind that was pretty much it for the Rams from the start to finish of that game uh, Texans pretty much I feel like if you if you haven't heard any talks of it I'm pretty sure there has been plenty of talks of it though uh, I feel like we'll be in a rebuild stage of course this with being week 8 midway through the season we'll start seeing would it be transpired from some of these teams? You know what I'm saying? It'll pretty be it'll be somewhat more obvious about what the direction some of these teams be going, especially the ones that'll be playoff hopeful. Some of the ones that look towards uh, maybe saving certain people, saving this and that because of you know what I'm saying they ain't gonna make it through the last few ends of the season with this and that. But like I say, you'll start getting a good glimpse of what, what these teams have made it towards the end of the season. And I see the Texans, I say all that because I feel like the Texans is a team I feel like towards the end of the season they'll be discussing uh, a rebuild of some sort just because they just got a whole thing going on out there. I don't know what's going on with the Texans. 
Um, next game, we got Patriots versus the Chargers. You know what I'm saying? Mac Jones able to pull it off 27-24 uh, in that game. Uh, Patriots defense giving up a little bit of something. But then again, you know what I'm saying? Against that Chargers offense with Mike Williams and, uh, you know what I'm saying, that and those other receivers they got out there. You know what I'm saying? Just so far as the Chargers, uh, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying, blame them just so far as being able to hold them within 24 points. So, you know what I'm saying? I do feel like they did a little something right there. Uh, all right, the next game we did have was that Bucks versus the Saints game. And, you know what I'm saying? I felt like just from the jump, the New Orleans Saints, uh, was able to pull that one off 36-27. That's what I did speak on. James Winston being out, lost him in that game due to a horse collar in that game. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying, Simeon was able to come in to finish out that game. Uh, I felt like through a lot of uh, extra, you know what I'm saying, some good coaching within that too. So, you know what I'm saying, a lot of trick plays came out and stuff like that. But throughout all of that, you know what I'm saying, defense played great just so far as playing against Tom Brady and the crew. Uh, I feel like a lot of missed opportunities happen to offense just so far as Tampa Bay. But even with that said, you know what I'm saying, I think even at the start of the game, if you didn't get to catch that game, if you watch it just from the jump of the game, defense was really, you know what I'm saying, had the ESPN back ready to focus, ready to try to get after Tom Brady in that game. So I'm thinking maybe those comments he had early on into the week that, I, you know what I'm saying, was broadcast a lot throughout the week. I think that it may have – a little bit effect on how teams, you know what I'm saying, that defense did come out and play in that game. So, you know, definitely, you definitely, definitely, you know what I'm saying, was a big part of that win that the Saints had. All right, the next game we got was the Dallas and Minnesota game, and that's the game I pretty much want to discuss. And, you know, Dallas was able to pull that thing out. Uh, and the reason I want to just discuss this one because of the fact that, you know what I'm saying, another injury that we are – that you know what I'm saying I didn't mention when I was discussing my injuries was the Dak Prescott injury and the reason for so was because you know what I'm saying I wanted to go in depth about this game Dallas situations and so far as the standards and stuff like that so I wanted to give it a little bit more insight and a lot more details about the things just so far as going into this game so that's why I didn't really much mention Dak's injury but I'm definitely going to discuss it so here I go alright um so First things first, you know what I'm saying, before I even start talking about Dak. Uh, Cooper Rush, 325 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Dallas wins, wins 2016. Kirk Cousins, 184 yards, one touchdown. You know what I'm saying? First off, this is what I want to say. You know what I'm saying? Just to speak on the Dak Prescott injury for a second. You know what I'm saying? They did have him do warm-ups and stuff like that throughout the game. In the beginning of the game and stuff like that, it looked like, you know what I'm saying, he was able to run around and all that pretty well without too much pain. But then again, you know what I'm saying, when you add the way to pass, and then real-life game situations are pretty much a lot more different due to the amount of adrenaline that's pumping and, you know what I'm saying, the movement and stuff like that will be a little bit more sharp and stuff like that due to then regular just some warm-ups and stuff like that. But either way go, Dallas chose – to keep Dak out of the game, you know what I'm saying, and chose to play Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush was able to pull out the victory. This is the biggest slight you have to have to Kirk Cousins, who was once 
you know what I'm saying, considered the highest paid quarterback and still has one of the highest contracts in the NFL right now. And you know what I'm saying, anytime I usually speak on quarterbacks within the NFL, you know what I'm saying, I do go in just so far as when I talk about Kirk Cousins only because of the fact that, you know what I'm saying, of his contract situation and all of the other players that they've had on that team that they could have, you know what I'm saying, pretty much kept there just so far as trying to help with winning something. But at the end of the day, what could you win when your quarterback is getting all the money and you, and he not winning nothing? You know what I'm saying? First, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was mad at uh, uh, Washington, you know what I'm saying, when they could, when they kept having Kirk Cousins, kept stringing them along and not pretty much paying the money he felt like he was worth a little bit more than what he was getting at Washington. So, you know what I'm saying? He felt like he would go so well with him, have the opportunity. So, he got low. He got this opportunity with the Vikings, but he is not showing. So, how you let Cooper Rush come in here and outplay you? And this thing, not only outplay you, but outthrow you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like you don't have star receivers. You have Thielen. You know, you have Jefferson. It's not like you don't have receivers. It's you have a star running back. Just your star power. I'm not gonna say it's equal, but I would say it is dang near close with between Minnesota and Dallas. All right. Also, one of the reasons I want to speak on that because you know I'm just ashamed of Kirk Cousins overall. But you know what I'm saying. Dak Prescott. You know what I'm saying. His injury, dealing with his injury. Um. Just so far as back of his calf, and just so far as what they spoke on, so far as his timeline uh, could potentially be up to four weeks. But you know what I'm saying? The way he was looking, just so far as the warmups, I doubt that it'll be four weeks uh, if they, that they keep him out. I would suggest so. It'll be helpful if they did so. You know what I'm saying? Of course, then again, it would have had to have been a lot based off of how Cooper Rush would have been doing and how strong they would have felt off the first game with Cooper Rush. But, you know what I'm saying, coming against Minnesota, who I felt like was a a, a pretty good defendant, you know what I'm saying, also with their defense, though it's not, you know what I'm saying, as great as it was in the past few years. But, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's a little something. But uh, just so far as his injury stuff like that I felt like if they did have the opportunity to sit him down which they did in the first game maybe if they would do so in the next three weeks so you know what I'm saying something to really think about just so far as on the Dallas end uh, of course you know what I'm saying they're not going to be riding too high on the Cooper Rush train but of course you know with this first win you know what I'm saying I was going to say at least I would think that you know uh, in the next few weeks with especially how the schedule is looking throughout their whole division just so far as the NFC East, you know what I'm saying, to still give them opportunity to remain at the top. So, um, especially being at six and one, uh, you gotta think about it. your next guy up is Philly who's at three and five right now. So, uh I think it would have gave him still give Dak an opportunity to rest up, heal up his body and prepare himself that way, you know what I'm saying these little knickknacks that a lot of other people going to start going through when it gets time to this and within this week 10 and week 11 and stuff like that week 12 or when it gets started get, getting close to playoff time which is you know what i'm saying the main goal to try to get everybody healthy at that time so i feel like 
if they can get them up to that point, you know what I'm saying, get them back at that point, it can really help with the healing process just so far as to continue with their ankle, their shoulder, and everything else that he's dealing with just so far as trying to get it right just so, just because he's not taking that pound, you know what I'm saying, on his body every every other day. So, you know what I'm saying, I think it does. If It, if it depends on how you look at it, though. So, if you a Dallas fan and you pressure to get him back in the game because you you feel like every win is, you know what I'm saying, important, then, of course, you know what I'm saying, you, you get him back in there and you force it. But then I think Dallas is going to play this smart. So, I think they might hold him out just for a little bit longer. See how Cooper Rush do. I think that losing a few games here and there, pretty much not gonna hurt him. Definitely not gonna hurt him in the division. So, I think that you know what I'm saying, give or take, they might just give him a chance to uh, play these few games out and give Jack Dak the opportunity to fully rest up, so that way they can have him for the remainder of the season. Because you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, the main goal is the Super Bowl, not you know what I'm saying, your your total wins. You know what I'm saying, because if you can lead your division and have, you know what I'm saying, an a, a acceptable, you know what I'm saying, record, then, you know what I'm saying, you'll definitely be able to make the playoffs. The most important part, especially, is being at the top of your division so that way you have the opportunity for a home game. So they definitely are already in the right direction. So if they just continue, you know what I'm saying, things could be looking up for them. Um, all right, and with the conclusion of that, you know, I did want to go over a few, you know what I'm saying, of some of the – Week eight uh, team, and what I mean by team, like full team stats, just so far as a few quick stats. So the stats is uh, pretty cut and dry. I just went over when I went through offensively, I just went through passing and rushing, defensively, yards allowed, and turnovers. So, uh, and I only did the top five just so far as you guys get a good glimpse of what, what it's looking like just so far as week eight. Uh, and I'm going to start with offense, of course, you know what I'm saying, everybody love offense, but, you know, I'm a defensive guy, so, you know what I'm saying, I would start with the defense, and then probably next time I do so, but, but tonight, you know what I'm saying, like I said, I'll start with the offense, uh, passing, you got Tampa Bay at 327 right now, uh, Raiders at number two, 307, Cowboys at number three, 302, Rams at number four, 301.8, and, Number five, you got the Chiefs at 301.1. All right. Now, rushing. You got the Browns at 161. Cowboys at number two, 152. Ravens at number three at 149. The Titans at number four at 147. I wonder how much that's going to deplete in the next few weeks so far as with Derrick Henry being out. So, I wonder how that's going to look. And I wonder if, you know what I'm saying, we're going to have a new number four and five but at five right now you got the bears at 136 uh also you know what I'm saying, i did take the opportunity to look at the worst in these categories and just so far as offensively you know what i'm saying uh the worst in passing bears number five and rushing at 136.6 but they are the worst in passing right now they are at 129 per game so that's one of the worst right now in the NFL passing. And just as far as rushing, uh, you got the Jets right now averaging 75 yards a game. So that's that's pretty bad. Um, Y'all have to find out. So, and, and they just won. They just won, though. They just beat they just beat a team that everybody, you know what I'm saying, feels like they got a potential to make it to the playoffs and start doing something in the next few years. So just think about that. Uh, but 
uh, to move on just so far as on the defensive aspect of everything. Just so far as yards allowed in my top five in the NFL right now, just in week eight, we got Bills at number one, Panthers at number two, Browns at number three, Cardinals at four, and the 49ers at five. Uh, Also, like I said, the other stat I chose for this time was turnovers and just so far on the turnover aspect. Teams who most likely, you know, gonna, you know, at least get a turnover within the game, giving the offense opportunity to score, or at least giving the defense an opportunity to score. So, you know what I'm saying, giving either at the end of the day, you're giving you an opportunity to put some points up on the board. So, just so far as on the turnover aspect, you got the Bills at number one at 13, Packers at number two at eight, Colts at number two tied with Packers at eight, Saints at number seven, uh, number four, but with seven. And you got number five, the Rams with six. Uh, the worst right now is the Dolphins allowing 406 yards per game. That's pretty bad. Um, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Also, you know, just so far as dealing with uh, a lot of other stats and stuff like that. Uh, when it comes to a lot of the worst stats, just so far as the worst teams like that, you can have a mixed match of certain things. Though the Bears right now is a, I wouldn't say a offensive dominant team, but you know what I'm saying, like I said, odd stat that you so that you see within theirs, just so far as leading in one and worse than another. But outside of that, you know what I'm saying, I did want to just go through a few of these scores and stuff like that, talk discuss a few of these injuries and stuff like that with you guys and try to give you guys a little glimpse on, you know what I'm saying, some timelines with some of these injuries and stuff like that. Uh, like I say, Dak, with uh, potentially up to four weeks, with one week down already with one game missed out. Uh, but potentially, like I said, throughout his warm-ups and stuff like that, maybe he will have something to look at just so far as him coming back a little bit earlier. But like I said, if it was me, I would choose to keep him out a little bit longer just so far as try to help out with all the other injuries he was dealing with prior to the dealing with this injury so especially in the leg that he had that surgery on so just something that uh i would keep in mind just as far as on the team aspect but at the end of the day you know what I'm saying i feel like dallas may do the same thing wouldn't rush or nothing like that seeing that they are in the lead of the nfc east right now um but that's pretty much going to wrap up our conversation just so far as the nfl tonight uh but some things to look out for and in my next episodes we're definitely going to be discussing some college football so far as the rankings and stuff like that you're definitely going to have some uh definitely look out for college football tomorrow it's going to have a a quick uh insight of what the college football playoffs going to be looking like so definitely check that out tomorrow but you know what i'm saying like always i want to thank everybody who's out there listening and paying attention to the show also supporting this no competition no competitive movement like always you know what i'm saying no competition no competitors we are here to help you you know what i'm saying with your journey just so far as getting to a healthier lifestyle you know what I'm saying? whether you feel like it's in the gym or wherever you need to be but like we always preach to anybody i i, I talk to you know what i'm saying i connect with to, through with social media or anything like that I always discuss, you know what I'm saying, it's never the uh, your situation and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, you can have a, I know a million people with gym memberships that don't go to the gym and stuff like that, so 
like I always say, you know what I'm saying, it's never, you know what I'm saying, where you, you get to work in as long as you get to work in. So, um, I want to thank everybody that supports, you know what I'm saying, there's no competition, no competitors movement. Like always, we are here to keep you consistent and keep everything we try to do inexpensive so that way we can try to open our, open the world up to, a, you know what I'm saying, reach a lot more communities and stuff like that who needs uh, the education to so far as a healthier lifestyle and stuff like that, free information and all those all those uh, types of information, stuff like that. So we try to help people out in different type of aspects so far as health, wellness. Uh, but like always, thank you for those who are listening and tuning in to the No Comp, you know what I'm saying, podcast for all other types of podcasts just so far as uh, episodes, just so far as discussing the NFL, NBA, stuff like that. Also, a quick shout out just so far as to Chicago Sky winning the WNBA championship. You know what I'm saying? It's been a minute since I was able to do an episode. So I definitely want to give a shout out to the WNBA. So far as that was definitely a, an exciting series, exciting playoff series and stuff like that. If you didn't get to check it out, definitely exciting. You know what I'm saying? With some excitement, some anger, very emotional out there. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't focus in then check it out you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta start focusing start watching these women's sports so a lot of interesting things going on out there but like i say you can tune in to any catch any different episode at nocomp.podomatic.com once again it's nocomp.podomatic.com and just so far as the social media aspects you can find me on facebook no comp tenning so no comp tenning t-i-n-n-i-n and on uh Another social media platform I usually use is Instagram, and on that one you just type in no comp, or if you need the full thing, type in no comp no competitions, no competitors, and you should be able to find the page on there. But like always, I give out free information and stuff like that on my social media for you guys to check out and help you guys out in different aspects of your life. But once again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Yeah.